Welcome to Made by Me, a podcast about entrepreneurship, self-discovery, manifestation, and magic. I'm Kaliska Sweetwater, a born and raised witch and owner of Polaris Jewelry. Today I want to talk about radical acceptance. This is something that was really life-changing for me, but it was really difficult because basically I had things in my life that I really wanted and I was frustrated that I didn't have them and I got really stuck on that, you know. For me the examples were that I was single for a long time and I wasn't sure if I would have babies. Um And, you know, I still am not, but I'm, like, at peace with it now because I went through, like, years of just kind of, like, grappling with that of, like, um, wanting something that I was not in control of because everything in my life that I wanted that was within my control, I achieved. But there are certain things in life that you can't achieve through effort and perseverance. They just are kind of up to fate. And... Something that helps me a lot is this idea in manifestation that you have to let go of the outcome, like completely, completely, 100% let go of the outcome um, if you have any chance of getting the thing that you want. And it's so counterintuitive to me and I think to most people that like, and, and that's like a confusion in manifestation as well because like in the secret and stuff, they say like focus on what you want, focus on what you want, always be thinking about it. And it's like, it's true with actionable goals. I do believe that. Like if you want something in business, if you want something that you can step by step by step achieve, I think that that's productive. And I think it's important to know what you want. But if you are holding on to it so tightly, um manifestation says there's like a pushing energy and like that's kind of hard for me to just trust like I have a lot of spiritual um beliefs just my whole life but I've always also had this like science aspect of it which in my opinion science is just like language for explaining magic um and like that could be its own episode in and of itself But basically, I always wanted to know, like, why does this work? How does this work? What does this actually mean? And I think that the beauty about detaching from the outcome is that once you do that, you you don't, it doesn't, like, it genuinely doesn't matter if you get it or not because you have fully accepted and detached from it. And now I'm at peace. Like, I, I don't feel this, like, sadness that I don't have kids because I'm okay if that ends up being my life's path. And I I could not have said that even one year ago. Um, And so I just kind of wanted to go through how I got there and how I think other people can get there too. So the first thing that you need to know is like, what is the thing that you want so badly that you need to let go of? And also, like, this is something that my mom confirmed growing up. She always said, like, oh, if you want something too much, you're not going to get it, you know? And, like, her example was people who, like, really want a certain gender of baby. Like, if you have to have a girl, you're probably not going to have a girl. Um, where are these notes? Oh, okay, here it is. Um, so look at what you want and, like, truly admit to yourself why you want that thing right? Like, do you want to have a partner and a baby because you think it's going to bring you happiness? 
like a sense of family? Like what are the things that it's going to bring you? Um, for me, I really wanted a boyfriend so that I could like have someone to look over at it then and night and be like, did I really turn the stove off? The stove's off, right? Like I'm not going to burn down the house. And so that was a really easy fix for me once I acknowledged that that's what I wanted. I just fixed that problem of feeling unsafe about my stove. And like the perfectionism episode, um, I made the connection between my fear of leaving the stove on and like a compulsion. Like I had this this compulsion to always be checking the stove. And so after I recorded that episode, I actually made a rule for myself. I can only look at the stove once. I can only check that the stove is off once. And it honestly like changed overnight. Like once I made that rule for myself, um, I no longer had that fear. And sometimes like the first couple of nights I would really like look at the stove, right? Like my one time that I would look at the stove, I would really like imprint and be like, I would say out loud, like the stove is off and then I'd go to bed and it was fine. And it was so simple, but because I hadn't made that connection, I didn't know how to address it. And like once I had made that connection and I like made that rule for myself, it was over. It was, you know, that is a fear that no longer keeps me up at night like it is still a thing where like I have to look at the stove before I go to bed even if I didn't cook anything all day but I just look once and it's no longer making me you know resentful that I live by myself Um, and I think that that is kind of the point of all of this is once you isolate what it is that you actually want not the not the big thing that you want but the thing that you think the big thing will provide to you then you can just provide that to yourself using the means that are available in the moment, right? So for me, I needed to feel safe from the stove. Like it's so stupid to say, but genuinely that was one of my core desires in having a partnership. Um, And then once I was able to like see that clearly, I was just able to solve it for myself because we have the answers within ourselves always. We just have to know know where to put our attention and know what to like do with that because I think we often think it's okay to just like be like oh I just am always going to be single oh I just am never going to have children and it's like okay like you can have that be the story that your brain is telling you or you can like change what you're ruminating on all the time okay Find the positives and what it would be like if you never got what you want. Yeah, so this one's really important. Um, This is something that I started doing after my breakup. I was just like, you know, major trust issues, rightfully so. And um, so I followed a bunch of people who were single, like happily single. And I read this book, Spinster, which is amazing. Highly recommend to anybody, even if you're like married or whatever your life circumstance is, like um, just find people who have chosen the life that you don't want and like figure out what they love about it, you know, find that appreciation so that you can appreciate the chapter that you're in because, and that was another thing that like really set me free was thinking about like, wow, like all my friends are having kids and they're tired, you know, they wish that they could sleep in, they wish that they could, you know, 
have their whole day with no one like grabbing on them or worry about this little being potentially getting into a dangerous situation. Like I really need to enjoy that because if I do get what I want, this chapter is going to be over and I'm going to be in a new chapter with new hassles and headaches. And that was really helpful for me. Like seeing my friends have the things that I supposedly craved it really set me free because it took it from fantasy into reality and the realities of child's birth and postpartum and you know working motherhood they are very different than the fantasy in my head and even though I still want that chapter in my life it was a lot easier for me to appreciate the chapter that I'm in right now once I had the reminder that there's always a a greener pasture like no matter where you get you're always going to envy someone else's situation in moments you know and even if they don't envy me per se if I were in their shoes I would probably look back and be like wow you really should have appreciated what you had when you had it Um, and so I'm trying to do that, you know, and it's going pretty good. Yeah. Find people who have a life that you admire without that thing. Um, do this on Instagram, read books, listen to podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts about every topic and, um, yeah. Find joy in the present moment. This is really crucial because they say that the present moment is all that exists. Um, and I don't, I don't know, like, what does that really mean? But there's, like, a lot of stuff on TikTok and all of that about, like, depression is living in the past. Anxiety is living in the future. And though I think that that's kind of a limited metaphor because that's not how I experience depression like for me depression is kind of just like this want want low energy my brain moves slower everything is more difficult physically my body sometimes aches when I'm depressed um I don't have a lot of thoughts when I'm depressed it's not like I'm ruminating on the past and I'm like oh I'm so depressed but I think that if you don't have like actual depression um that could be true like Um, And I think there is some keys in that framing where it's like, oh, I'm living in the past, snap out of it. Oh, I'm ruminating on the future, snap out of it. And definitely the anxiety component rings true for me because I do spend a lot of time, like, usually when I'm thinking about the future, it is like this kind of like rumination on, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And to let that go is really valuable because you don't actually like really you your brain thinks you're preparing for these like inevitable catastrophes but you really can't prepare for them you're just going to torture yourself in the present moment um and yeah so like when I was younger and I would like get a little bit depressed I, I would do this thing just like in my brain just told me to where I would just like count 10 things like I'd be like oh there's a plant there's a picture frame there's a chair there's a pillow there's a bundle of leaves, you know, um, and it just gets you back in the present moment. And um, yeah, I think that finding the positives that potentially you won't have when you achieve this thing that your mind is telling you is going to bring you happiness is a really good life hack. 
and worth doing. It's just a habit. You know, all this is just habits and finding information that proves to you um, what you already know. Like you, for me, I really needed to accumulate this evidence that, um, I don't know. I just needed something else to look at, I guess. Like for me, when I was detaching from my fear or my like overwhelming desire to have children, I kind of just like looked at it as like a problem to solve, right? So like if I never meet somebody and I never have children, what then? You know, like what what does that look like? And I just went through what that could look like. And ultimately I decided that if I was single by an by a certain age and I hadn't met anybody and I was financially stable enough to do so, I would go through the foster to adopt plan. And um that kind of set me free because then I wasn't stressing about all of the things that I had been previously. I just had something that I could make into actionable steps of like, okay, so that's that's an outcome I actually can control. I can become financially stable enough to follow this backup plan, you know, and maybe it'll be my first plan, like who knows. But it took it out of this kind of like out of my control, desperate energy and put it into this is what it would look like and that's a beautiful story too like if that's what happens that's like equally valuable and good and you know what's going to happen now so you can move on and you can if you feel a moment of anxiety or like stress that you don't have a child you can just think about like oh well I need to make some more money because I'm going to be a single mom in 10 years you know or x y and z Um, And I think just like looking, like truly looking at what that future would be if you never get what you want and building it into the most beautiful fantasy world equal to the version where you don't get, where you do get the thing, um, that was the key for me. I needed to, I needed to make being single as fun and amazing as being in a relationship and I did that I achieved that for myself and once you do that you're done like the manifestation part of it kind of like falls to the wayside because regardless of if that's how you achieve the out of control outcome or not like detaching from it is the whole end game right so like either you get it or not, it doesn't matter anymore because both are of equal value and joy and everything in your life. You know what I mean? And yeah, we'll see what happens for me. Maybe it is a manifestation hack or maybe it is just a way to be at peace in the present moment. And either way, I don't really think it matters. I think it's still important to do. And yeah. I hope it goes so well for you and I love you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you'd like to see my work, you can head over to polarisjewelry.com.